Welcome to Zaslow Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna John Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com 954-589-2204 Welcome aboard, this is Zaslow Show 2.0 Welcome, Zaslow Show 2.0 is a Tuesday 7th of November. Good to have you aboard one of the Lee Podcast Network. Presented as always by Anna Jordan with the Accident Attorney. 800-747-3, 800-747-3733. If you've been involved in any kind of an accident, you're dealing with a personal injury, you go where they're going to treat you like family, just like they did when we started this. call 911. You've got to make sure you're safe, and then you call Anna Jordan and you get the money you deserve. Best accident attorneys around. You're dealing with a personal injury. You need to focus on your health. They'll focus on getting you compensation. They will put their skills to work for you. Anna Jar and Levine, accident attorneys, 800-747-FREE, 800-747-3733. And of course, the show also brought to us by Bet Online. Week 9 of the NFL season wrapped up last night. The NBA is getting it got going a couple weeks ago. That means the last of the major pro sports leagues off and running. 
college basketball ready to go as well. Bet Online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, NHL, all in full swing. Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops betting action along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to the Bet Online today. Remember to use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, we're feeling a little bit better on several fronts today, right? Has everybody calmed down about the Dolphins? Okay, good. You got the Panthers who get a thrilling win last night. Is everybody feeling better about the Heat after beating? I mean, it depends on how you feel about the Lakers, but still, and still, fourth quarter, I mean, we're the pits in the fourth quarter. But again, they hang on for a one-point win at home after giving up a big lead in the fourth quarter. A 19-point lead was whittled down to one. The Heat hang on in the opener against Detroit, and a 13-point lead was whittled down to one, and the Heat hang on last night against LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers. Hey, you take it. The Heat improved to three and four, right? So that's where we're going to start. Look, it's Tuesday. We got Twitter Jam today. You guys know how we do on Tuesdays. Also, because our NFL week is in the books, week nine is done. We're looking forward to week 10. Dolphins have a bye, but we got to make sure we get to our power rankings. So we have a new set of power rankings. Where are the Dolphins going to land? I mean, Dolphins lost two of their last three games. Where are the Dolphins going to be? Do they remain in the top five of the Zaslow Show 2.0 Week 10 Power Rankings? I don't know. Well, I do know, but I don't know. You got to wait and see. So that's going to come up. All right, but let's start things off here with the Heat. So the Heat win, they hang on by the hair on their chinny-chin-chin last night. 108-107. The Heat improved to... Three and four now on the season. And I don't know about you, I'm feeling a little bit better about this team now, okay? Yes, you didn't like that the Heat got their last basket with like four minutes left in the game. They end up having to hang on. You know, did LeBron make the right play? Should LeBron have passed? Here's what I'll tell you about the final play. So the Heat are up 108-107. They wind up getting a bunch of stops down the stretch because the Heat, I mean, they didn't score again. They didn't have a basket again. Since under four minutes to go, very sloppy finish. Tyler Hero missed a couple shots. Uh, Tyler had a turnover looking for Bam. Then Bam, uh, like it, it, it was like a, it was like a circus down the stretch. Bam shuffles his feet. He was wide open. You give up the ball there. The Heat managed to hang on. Final play. LeBron passes to Cam Reddish in the corner. We saw that play a million times when LeBron was here. He's always going to make the right play in that spot, right? But here's my problem with what happened there. I got two issues. Yeah, I don't have a problem with LeBron making the right play there if I'm a Laker fan. But I have two issues with that final play. And here's what it is. Number one, that was clearly the play they drew up. They drew up for LeBron to drive to the basket, draw the extra defender, and he's going to kick it into the corner with an incredible pass. He's going to kick it into the corner for a wide-open three to win the game. Hey, you'll take every team. We'll take a wide open corner three to win the game, especially on the road. But I got a problem with it when, if I'm a Laker fan where that's the play that we drew up. I'd rather the option be LeBron to try and score. 
LeBron even a pull up from the elbow at his money spot there. Rather than going into it, okay, I'm going to draw two defenders and I'm going to kick it in the corner and that's going to be the winner right there. I'd rather it be LeBron if I'm in that spot. The second part of it that I have really a bigger problem is Cam Reddish. I mean, going into that, first of all, Cam Reddish stinks. But going into that final play right there, Cam Reddish hadn't shot a single three-pointer for the game. Matter of fact, they didn't even credit him with a three-point field goal attempt on that. He must have had a foot on the line. But the point is, hadn't shot a three all game long. So we're going to put the game in the hands, wide open shot of a player who has not attempted a single three. Like, wouldn't you rather be someone like Austin Reeves, who attempted eight for the game, or someone like Torian Prince, who attempted four for the game? I don't like that the play was obviously not LeBron, and I definitely don't like the play that it's Cam Reddish who are going to put the ball in your hands, win us the game here. Otherwise, yeah, I mean, LeBron, he's going to make the right play. It was an open three to win the game. So that's the problem I would have there, but excellent defense by Miami. You love that you had stars guarding stars. I mean, Jimmy was guarding LeBron all throughout the game. LeBron finished, he had a great game, 30 points. He was 13 to 23, 0 for 4 from 3. Did a bunch of bitching and moaning, complaining about the officials. We'll get to that coming up. But this is what you want to see. You never get it anymore. You always get the cross matchups. You had stars guarding stars. You had Bam Adebayo going at Anthony Davis. You had Jimmy Butler taking on LeBron on the defensive end. I mean, that, that's what it's supposed to be. And last night felt like a big-time NBA game. All the stars were playing. I mean, let's go. We should be getting that kind of stuff more often. So if you're a Heat fan, I think you feel a whole lot better about your favorite little basketball team this morning than you did just a couple days ago, right? So the Heat improved to 3-4. and four. We're happy about what's going on there. And next up for Miami is Wednesday night against Memphis. So while the most important thing was getting the W last night, there is a bigger picture. The story of the game last night was Bam Adebayo. Bam, with the first ever 2020 triple-double in Miami Heat history. 22 points, 20 rebounds, 10 assists. He was 9 of 20 from the floor. You love that Bam took 20 shots. You love that he was going at Anthony Davis the entire game. You love that he was giving you everything for 48 minutes. Bam! Was the story of the game last night. That's the most encouraging part. That's the most exciting part, if you're a Heat fan, about getting that win last night. Bam Adebayo is clearly the story of the game. And he's been great the first seven games this season. Tyler's getting a lot of love. Because he's, I mean, he's been scoring 24, 25 points per game so far, and he's been great. Struggled shooting the ball a little bit last night, down the stretch two, six turnovers, way too many. And if I could tell you, I want the ball in Jimmy's hands down the stretch. Tyler might be our best, you know, shot creator. He's a better ball handler than Jimmy, so he can get open, I guess, if you want. He could obviously, he's a bigger threat, he could pull up from three, and we'll get to that in a second. I want the ball... They're still trying to figure it out a little bit, believe it or not. And this is their 21, 2, 3. It's their fifth year playing together. It really shouldn't be much to figure out. I think the only difference is 
Hero is is on the ascension, and Jimmy's Jimmy. We know what Jimmy is. But I'd rather have the ball in Jimmy's hands late in games down the stretch. Let Tyler come off the ball. Let Jimmy make the right play. I want Jimmy shooting first, and if he can't, you find Tyler. Find him moving around without the ball, cutting the basket. And speaking of cutting the basket, Duncan Robinson, a, a, a revival. I mean, the talk of of Duncan Robinson's demise way too early. After the postseason he had last year, I was hoping that he would be in the rotation to start this season. He is, and he is a much better player than we've seen in the past. You know what? Now look, it's going to help with trade value, and you would move him, I guess, if you if you could acquire a bigger piece. But I don't think the Heat are in any kind of rush to trade Duncan Robinson right now. He's been great the early part of the season, especially when the Heat's depth has not been what they thought it was going to be, at least to start the season. Duncan last night, he had 12 points off the bench. He was 5 of 11 overall. He was 2 of 6 from 3. So far through these seven games, Duncan's averaging 12 points. He's shooting 46% overall and 38% from 3. Nothing to get crazy about, but he's taking the ball off the dribble, man. He's getting to the basket. He's laying it in. Backdoor cuts, finding him underneath. Jaime Jaquez Jr., super active. Great job last night off the bench. Tell you what, though. And and this is disappointing so far. Now, granted, he didn't have a preseason. He's coming off an injury. Josh Richardson. I don't know if Josh Richardson's playable. I really don't. Uh, Last night, three points. He was one for two from the floor. A bunch of fouls. Josh Richardson's a non-factor. And, like, I don't know that he's playable right now. I really don't. Now, I don't know who else you're going to bring off the bench. He's their primary ball handler off the bench. And I would also say, you want to make sure when you start the fourth quarter, and I think Coach Spo brought these guys back in sooner than before, but the Heat have been having such problems in the fourth quarter You need to change the rotation up a little bit to make sure you get your studs back in earlier in the fourth before the other team starts that run, which happened again. Now, he did bring them in a little bit earlier, bam, and then Jimmy back in. But that could help the fourth quarter issues. The real fourth quarter issues, though, came down the stretch. Jimmy hit a turnaround jumper to put Miami up 10, uh, 108-98 or 107-97 with like just under four minutes left. And then we go ice cold. That has nothing to do with the rotation in the fourth quarter. But another fourth quarter where the Heat allow the team to get back in the game. Now, Grant, this is LeBron. He had a huge fourth quarter. He was excellent. So it's a little bit of a different animal. But Bam was the story of the game last night. Tyler had 22. But Bam, the first ever 2020 triple-double in Miami Heat history. And like I said, not just the triple-double, which is always great. I mean, this was a man's triple-double. But not just the triple-double, which is always great, doing it against Anthony Davis. Who, I I get it, he left the game early. He played most of the game, all right? Davis' minutes last night, he probably played close to 30 minutes. He played 25, all right? Played most of the game. But bam, last night, triple-double, Doing it against Davis, showing no fear either. Going right at him on both ends of the floor. Blocking his shot too. Bam was tremendous. And if Bam is going to be that guy, 
That's how this team gets to the next level. Yeah. That's how this team takes that next step. Is if Bam is going to continue that ascension. That's how this team goes where the front office believes they can. That's why this team believes internally that they are going to be better this year. Maybe not right now, but by the time we get to the postseason, Bam's ascension, Tyler doing what he's doing, and Coach Spo talked about it after the game. He goes, when our big three gets going, and they will, this is going to be a different animal. He said something like that, and he's right. This team gets to that next level when Bam is that guy last night. And he wasn't that guy last night against, you know, Charlotte or Detroit. It was against Anthony Davis and the Lakers. Last night, I think, was a big deal. I hope we look back late in the season at last night and say, remember that Laker game? We saw it coming. Yeah, we saw it coming. How about again with the bullshit challenge? What was it? Early fourth quarter, I think it was, where uh, Bam slaps down at LeBron. He gets his hand... Was it LeBron or was it Russell? I don't remember. And then Butler gets all ball. They call the foul on Butler. Spo challenges. And we get the bullshit again. Just like we did against Boston earlier in the season. Where the Heat are right. Spo's right. There was no foul on Butler. But they rewind the tape far enough that, oh no, you're right about that. But we missed the call earlier. So we're going to call that. That's bullshit. And so they come out of it that the Heat have won the challenge. But we're still giving a foul to Bam there, and it's still going to be two free throws for LeBron or whoever it was. I understand, and John Crotty did a good job explaining the rule, which explained that the, the, the officials are getting it right by the letter of the law. This is bullshit. That is a bullshit rule. And it's the second time that it's happened where... The Heat challenged the call that was made. The Heat were right. And then they decide to look at a different foul and award that penalty. Like, what if what if Bam had five fouls? And so the Heat challenged the foul called on Butler. And the Heat win that challenge because the foul was not on Butler. But then they see earlier in the play, there was a foul on Bam. And then because the Heat challenged... And we're right, Bam fouls out. That's what we're doing here? How is, how is that okay? This system is broken. From the officials taking forever to make a ruling, to, to being able to rewind it however long they want. What, do we rewind 5 seconds, 10 seconds, 30 seconds? Can we go back several possessions? This system is broken at this point. It's such bullshit. And it's twice already in the season that this has happened to the Heat. I'm so over it. Now with this Laker team, let me tell you something. Going into the season, the Lakers had a very strong second half of last season and then into the postseason. But going, and what, they lose to the Nuggets in five, I think it was. Were they swept? Five, maybe? The Lakers dropped to three and four. I don't see it with this Laker team. I don't, I don't... People who think they're a contender, I don't see it. First of all, I don't think they know what they're doing when it comes... I don't think Darvin Ham knows what he's doing when it comes to LeBron. LeBron played 37 minutes last night. And I'm not the minutes police. He should be playing 37 minutes. He's their best player 
if you want to win, play your best player as much as possible. I will say LeBron was gassed late in the game. I mean, he was doing so much walking out there. But play your player, your best players, as much as you can. The part that I'm saying that Darvin Ham, I don't think they know what they're doing. Remember the first game of the season and the Lakers lost, and LeBron played 29 minutes. How do you go from the first game of the year, which was close, and LeBron only plays 29 minutes, to now you're playing him 37 minutes. The other night, including overtime, he played 42 minutes. LeBron, after that first game, talked about, you know, this must be the plan that the coach have, as if LeBron is not part of that plan. I mean, spare me from that bullshit. I don't think they know what they're doing with how much they're going to play LeBron. Or maybe they're like, yeah, you know what? Right now, we're not as good as we thought we were going to be, so we need to play LeBron more. But my overall point is, I don't see it with these Lakers. I don't think this is a big-time team. You can't trust Anthony Davis. Heard again last night. Anthony Davis, LeBron can talk all he wants about Anthony Davis. This is his team. He's the best player on the team. No one believes that because we all have eyeballs. Anthony Davis is never going to be the best player on this Laker team. Never. And he's completely unreliable. I, I, you, you can't trust him. I don't think you could win with Anthony Davis. I understand they won in the bubble. I don't think you could win with Anthony Davis. And then you got D'Angelo Russell, another guy. I don't believe you could win with D'Angelo Russell. He is not a winning player. In a, in, in a tight game, and a game they lose by one, early in the fourth quarter, late third, whatever it was, he picks up two technical fouls in a row, two free throws that Jimmy makes, Heat win by one. Like, what are you doing? He is not a winning player. I don't believe you could win with D'Angelo Russell and Anthony Davis. I don't. Anthony Davis is not a big-time player. I'm sorry. You see how skilled and how great a player Anthony Davis is? Before he got to the Lakers, he'd never been out of the first round of the playoffs. And I think he only got to the playoffs one time. He is not a big-time player. And Bam took his lunch money last night. I love it. I love it. So, I hope you feel a little bit better about your favorite little basketball team today than you did a couple of days ago. I certainly do. You know what else I feel real good about? I always feel good when I'm sleeping on Sheets and Giggles. That's right, SheetsGiggles.com. I'm getting the best sleep of my life ever since Sheets and Giggles came on board Zaslow Show 2.0. About six, seven months ago, my man Colin, the founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles, I got a, I got the comforter, I got the, sh- the, the pillowcases, I got the sheets, I got the blanket, I got eucalyptus pillows. You know a koala? sleeps up to 18 hours a day on a eucalyptus tree. Trees aren't that comfortable. So imagine how comfortable I am with my eucalyptus pillow. You could also get a eucalyptus mattress. Sheetsgiggles.com. The annual fall sale is going on right now. And if you use promo code Zazlow at checkout, Z-A-S-L-O-W, 20% off your first order. Sheetsgiggles.com. Promo code Zazlow, 20% off your first order. The softest, coolest, most breathable sheets you've ever touched. You don't take my word for it? No problem. Check it out for yourself. SheetsGiggles.com, promo code Zazlow. Again, SheetsGiggles.com, promo code Zazlow. So, today is Tuesday. That means let's get to another edition of Twitter Jam. Today's edition of Twitter Jam is on Bam Adebayo and your Miami Heat and their performance last night against the Lakers. So let's start things off here with this tweet comes from Bally Sports Sun. They air the Heat games. 
The network sucks. There's always technical issues. You can't sign into the app. I mean, the people who work there in the truck for the heat, they're awesome. But the network, Bally, they suck. Anyway, Bally Sports Sun, they tweet out a clip of Jimmy Butler after the game last night where Jimmy speaks about battling with LeBron and taking down the Lakers. I wouldn't say it's a big moment. Um, I respect LeBron so much. You know, arguably the greatest player of all time. Um, And I really enjoy going up against him all of these years, no matter what uniform he was in. Um, It was always uh, a constant battle. And I will say that he's gotten the best of me whenever it counts. But um, I think it's a a privilege to be able to, to play against him, to be able to guard him just being able to compete and learn so much at the same time, but more often than not, just compete. Yes, so Jimmy Butler there showing his respect to LeBron, and like I told you, I just, I loved seeing them go at each other. Bam against Davis. Butler guarding LeBron. That's what I'm talking about, man. We don't see enough of that in the league anymore. Bally Sports Sun, they had another tweet. They tweet out, Heat win, Miney holds on and beat the Lakers, 108-107. Butler and Hero combined for 50. The Heat take down LeBron, the Lakers. Here was the final play. It is on Reeves. Prince looking, gets it to LeBron. Going to the basket. Finds Reddish. He missed it. Ball game is over. Miami holds on and defeats the Lakers 108 to 107. Yes, and this next tweet is from Cooper Moorhead at Coop NBA. He's the, he's the manager of basketball content for the Miami Heat. He tweets out, Bam Adebayo is currently defending five shots per game at the rim and allowing 40% shooting there. Both would be career highs slash bests. And then he put in parentheses for context. Any number around 50% is elite. Yeah, Bam's holding opponents to 40. So, come on. He's having some kind of start to this season. Also, another tweet here from Cooper. The now updated list of players to ever post a 22-20-10 triple-double along with two blocks and two steals. The list is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Nikola Jokic, Chris Webber, DeMarcus Cousins, and Bam Adebayo. That's the list. Those five guys. I'm telling you, the story of the game last night was Bam. And he took Anthony Davis's lunch money all game long. Jeremy Taché, Metal Arc Media, Dan Lebetard Show, also reporter for Bally Sports Heat. He tweets out, good morning to Bam Adebayo in his first 20-point, 20-rebound, triple-double in Miami Heat history. This next tweet is from Wes Goldberg. He's an NBA writer and podcaster. He loves the Heat. He covers the Heat. He tweets out, a decision was made for Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo to take threes when defenders don't close out. Yeah, it's it's a good point by him. Bam, Bam took a three last night, made his first three of the season. And Jimmy, Jimmy hit three of them last night. When the defense was slagging off, yeah, take the three. You hope to see a little bit more of that, and you got a good dose of it last night. Kevin O'Connor, he covers the NBA for the ringer. He kind of sucks because he loves the Celtics, but he tweets out, it's a game changer. If Bam Adebayo starts hitting threes, defenses will need to step up, opening even more driving lanes for him to create. All right. This next tweet here is from, all right, get this. This is from Divine Sports Gospel. I, I don't know who they are. They claim that they're pop sports and pop culture experts. But 
they tweet out this video from O.J. Simpson last night. O.J. Simpson was a guest on some dopey sports show, and he tweets out, is O.J. Simpson saying Bam Adebayo is better than Anthony Davis, the craziest thing he's ever done? It's definitely top two. All right, that's a funny tweet. Here's O.J. Simpson claiming Bam Adebayo better than Anthony Davis. I like tough. So I'm going with Bam because I like tough. I mean, I think um, uh, your boy is uh, maybe more dangerous offensively, uh, Davis, when he's when he's on. But Bam is tough, man. And I like tough. Again, O.J. Simpson saying Bam out of bio is better than Anthony Davis, the craziest thing he's ever done. It's definitely top two. That's a funny tweet. Come on, you got to be fair. Next tweet, this is from George Reister III. I believe he hosts evenings on Mad Dog Radio. Yeah, weekday, 7 to 10 p.m. on Mad Dog Radio, Sirius XM. And he tweets in response to that, I don't care what Orenthal James says. There ain't a day on earth Bam Adebayo is better than Anthony Davis, and no NBA team would take Bam over AD. All right, you're wrong about that because, number one, if the Lakers offered Anthony Davis for Bam straight up, the Heat would say no. So you can't say no NBA team would do that. And I think you're wrong about that because Anthony Davis, again, completely unreliable, never healthy. I think you're wrong about that. Finally, last tweet here is from, this is tweeted out by Run It Back. Run It Back is FanDuel's flagship NBA show. It's with Michelle Beadle and Sham Sharania and Chandler Parsons. And Chandler Parsons thinks LeBron made the right call in the final seconds against the Heat. I'm asking you this, Chandler. Should LeBron James have passed that ball or should he have taken a shot himself? He should pass that <laughs> ball 10 times out of 10. That was a unbelievable elite, elite pass. Now we can argue if, if, if this board, this picture of the board we saw, if that was real or if that was actually, the, the, you know, Cam British in that spot who hadn't taken a three all game <laughs> long. Now this is interesting. What a picture. Wow. Board, Seeing this board shows you that's exactly what LeBron should have done because that was literally the play that was drawn up. But that's a high basketball IQ. And and to have a, that open of a look, I don't care that it's cameras. If he makes his shot today, we're giving him his flower saying he's a hero and he's so clutch. It's an unbelievable play. It's the easiest shot in, in the NBA is that corner three. Now, my confusion is why didn't they put a Torian Prince and Austin Reeves and Christian Wood who had, had made three threes already? Sure, argue that. But anybody that says that's a horrible pass and LeBron should have took a one-leg fadeaway floater <laughs> knows nothing about basketball. It was a great pass. And that is another edition of Twitter Jam. Now, just to, again, to finish the thought there from Chandler Parsons, I, I agree with what he said. I already told you. It's, it's the right play. Like, they got an open three in the corner to win the game on the road. But I don't like that that was the option and I definitely don't like that it was Cam Reddish who was taken and shot a three all game and still isn't even credited with shooting a three because apparently his foot was on the line. That That's the issue that I would take in that scenario. So I feel a whole lot better about the Heat right now than I did a couple days ago. I, I just, I'm so impressed with Bam right now. What he did to Anthony Davis last night in that spot. A game the Heat had to have. I mean, come on. They were all they were one and four, and now next up for Miami, they're they're at Memphis, who only has one win right now. You go to Memphis, you get that game, you're four and four, boom, away we go. Jimmy is getting into a groove. You, maybe Caleb Martin is back by then. Last night was a game you had to have. 
Not because the team isn't any good, because some people think the Lakers are a contender. I do not. I don't see it. But you, you, you get to wash away the shit start to the early part of the season if you now win tomorrow night in Memphis. Four and four, you start fresh. Boom. There you go. All right. So feel real good about the Heat. Last night, the Panthers. So here's what happened with me last night. I didn't get to watch these games live. My son, my older son, Corey, who plays soccer, he plays for a, he has, he has a club team. He plays for Weston Select. He also now is a freshman in high school at Poznak, and he made the high school soccer team. So he's playing for both. He's playing, he's, he's playing soccer for high school as a freshman. Really cool. Really cool. I mean, he's running around out there with kids who are 17 years old. It was kind of crazy. But anyway, they had their first game of the season last night, a road game. So, yeah, I'm obviously going to the game. And it was, it was at night last night. So the Heat game and the Panther game is going on. I'm watching the Panther game on my phone because what winds up happening, and I finished the Panthers when I got home, all right? But I watched, like, the first two periods of the Panther game on my phone, and I didn't wait till I got home to watch Panthers and Heat at the same time, big TV, small TV, because what ends up happening, because the games start at different times, Panthers started 7 last night, Heat started 7.30, and... You got the ticker on the bottom of the screen. If I'm watching them both at the same time, but they're not synced up, if you understand what I'm saying, where like if I start the Panther game 30 minutes earlier than I do the Heat game, if they're not synced up, I'm going to see the score on the bottom of the crawl. You know, so it, it, it was it's too complicated for me to navigate. So I managed to watch the Panther game first. Then we watched the Heat game. So I was able to get both my full attention well, at least my full attention on my phone during my son's soccer game. And then I was able to watch most of the third period and certainly the overtime when I got home. Panther game on the big TV. And then we put the Heat game on right from the start. Anyway, the Panthers last night, two quick goals. First few minutes of the game. Lomberg his first of the season. Forsling his second of the season. And then Sasha Barkov, he got his third of the season. Nikola, Rister, knocked down in front. Reinhardt and Barkov. Credit to the Panthers' defense. So the Panthers are up 3-0 in the first period. They end up taking a 3-2 lead into the second. Bobrovsky gave up a couple goals. Then it was 3-3 going into the third. That's obviously super annoying. Not as annoying as the Blue Jackets taking a 4-3 lead in the middle of the third period. A game the Panthers led by 3-0. They already blew a game in Boston that they led 2-0 with the early first period lead. Panthers have gotten done a good job getting out in front of these teams. They have not done a good job holding on to the lead. So, Paul Maurice, you know, that's my guy now. I mean, he was the murderer of fun last year, but I, I already told you. Paul Maurice, he's my guy now. Pulls the goalie with over three minutes left in the game. The Panthers... Do a tremendous job getting chances, keeping possession. The Blue Jackets never took a shot at the empty net. They never had a chance, never had an opportunity. And finally, with under a minute to go, the Panthers cash in. The 
That's right, Big Dick Nick Cousins ties the game at four with just under a minute left. You get the momentum back. The place is going crazy there at Amarant Bank Arena. And in overtime, Panthers already lost an overtime game this year in Boston, and they did not look good in that overtime. In this overtime, they end up stopping a rush by Columbus, and they get a two-on-one the other way. That's what I'm talking about. NHL regular season is so good. Look, the NBA, the Heat were great last night. That was a fun game. But every regular season Panther game is super exciting. Not that they're, they play a super exciting stock they don't anymore. But the games matter, man. And the players try. And they care. And they 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 show you that they care. Uh, that, that was tremendous finish. Panthers now 6-4-1. Like I said, for me, that then led into, uh, for three quarters, a really good performance from the Heat, and they wind up holding on in the fourth quarter. So last night was a good night. Last night was a good night. And, by the way, the good times kept rolling because Monday Night Football last night, oh, the Jets. I mean, you want to talk about the Dolphins as frauds. The Jets are such posers. I don't, I don't know why anyone gets caught up in the Jets, this and that. Who cares how good their defense is? The Chargers, and the Chargers are no first prize. We know that. The Chargers killed the Jets last night, 27-6. Zach Wilson, he sucks. He couldn't do anything last night. They can't score a touchdown again. He is awful. And the Jets, oh, if they win this game, they're second to the AFC. It's a game back of the Dolphins. Oh, get the fuck out of here. They lose last night. They dropped to 4-4. Four and four. You got Buffalo, who remains second in the division at 5-4. And, and, of course, the Dolphins at 6-3, and three, leading the division. They're going to play the Jets twice coming up. They're going to maul them. Not only can the Jets' offense obviously not keep up with the Dolphins, but the Dolphins' defense, the direction they're headed in, they're going to kill the Jets. They play the Jets twice in these next five games. I'll give you the exact... I mean, I know the five teams. It's Vegas, Commanders, Titans, Jets twice. But here's what we got. So coming off the bye in week 10, we get to week 11. It's Vegas at home. I think I'm going to go to that game. Then you got the Black Friday game at the Jets. Then they're at Washington. Monday night football at home against Tennessee. I'm going to that. Yep, already got tickets. And then home against the Jets. 5-0. 5-0. Win all five of those games. Yeah. Win all five of those games. They should be sitting here 11-3 by the time we hit those huge final three games which are Dallas at Baltimore, Buffalo, 11-3. Is everyone feeling a little bit better about the Dolphins? Like, the AFC East is theirs to be had. They're eventually going to have to beat one of these good teams, but, like, I was explaining it to my son yesterday. He's like, oh, the Dolphins are frauds. Like, oh, they haven't beaten a good team since this long. It's like, all right, all the things you're saying could be true. But, and I said to him, because he's 14, I go, someone who's your age, and really anyone who's under 25, you should be the last person who is talking about the Dolphins being frauds and being angry with this Dolphin team. I've sat, you know, I remember when Dolphins were Super Bowl contenders. I remember when every season was a fun season. If you're under 25, you've never experienced a season like this. 
and really the first half of last season when they were 7-3 and three before Tua got hurt. And now we're going through it again right now at 6-3. and three. You should be reveling in what's happening here. Like, yeah, you want them to win that game against the Chiefs, but man, they control their own fate here in the AFC East. The division is theirs to be had. They're fun, and they're really good. We're more than halfway through the season. They lead the division. Don't be an ingrate. You got to have a little bit of perspective. So speaking of perspective, week nine wrapped up last night with the Chargers beating the Jets 27-6. Now that we know what we're looking like, now that we know where we stand going into week 10, let's get to our Zaslow Show 2.0 NFL Power Rankings. That's right. Every Tuesday, we give you our power rankings after the week is complete. We give you the top five. I count backwards from five to one for dramatic purposes. And so let's get it started here. Number five. Zaz- and you know this for real because you hear my music. Number five. Zaslow Show 2.0 power rankings. Going into week 10. The Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins have dropped to fifth after their loss in Germany to Kansas City. They dropped two spots this week. They were number three last week. Now they've dropped to number five. I almost dropped them out of the top five. They're in jeopardy. I mean, look, they're, they're on a bye this coming weekend, so it depends on some other things that happen. They may drop out of the top five through no fault of their own next week. But number five right now, the Miami Dolphins. Number four, making their first appearance in the Zaslow Show 2.0 power rankings, Cincinnati Bengals. Yep, the Bengals have leapfrogged into the top five. They are number four after their win against the Bills. It was a really, really solid effort. And at 5-3, and three, even though they're last right now in the division, at 5-3, and th- a really good AFC North. At 5-3 and three right now, the Bengals look like they're back. They look like they're for real. Number three, Kansas City. Kansas City jumps back into the top five after their win against the Dolphins. I believe the Dolphins are a really good team, so that's a really good win for Kansas City. Number two, I couldn't quite bump them to number one. But number two for the second week in a row, Baltimore Ravens. Two out of the last three weeks, they crushed the Detroit Lions. And this week, they crushed the Seattle Seahawks. Baltimore looks like the best team in the AFC. Matter of fact, because they're the highest ranked AFC team in the Zaslow Show 2.0 Power Rankings, that makes them the best team in the AFC. And number one, once again, best team in the NFL right now is the Philadelphia Eagles. They've earned it. They beat the Dallas Cowboys. They hang on late. They are the best team in the NFL. They're the most complete team in the NFL. Number five, Miami. Number four, Cincinnati. Number three, Kansas City. Number two, Baltimore. And number one, Philadelphia Eagles. And just like we thought going into the season, it was a little bit different the first few weeks. But going into the season, most people thought the AFC had the dominant teams. You didn't really have the dominant teams in the NFC. And because of San Francisco's struggles right now, it's playing out like that. Two, three, four, five in my power rankings are AFC teams. The only NFC team is the best team in the league right now, and that is the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, biggest winner of the week, Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, Minnesota Vikings for me, biggest winner of the week. They've won four in a row. They are now five and four. Obviously, it felt like the sky was falling when Kirk Cousins leaves because of Achilles injury. He's done for the season. And then the beginning of the game, Jaron Hall gets hurt. Josh stops. He doesn't know any of the plays. He hasn't taken a snap all week. He doesn't know his teammates' names. 
His offensive line doesn't know his cadence. He comes in there, struggles at the start, pulls out a thrilling victory against the Atlanta Falcons. And now, with an easy schedule still for the next few weeks, the Minnesota Vikings, they currently hold the final playoff spot at 5-4. and four. Very easy to root for Josh Dobbs. Minnesota Vikings, biggest winner of the week. Biggest loser of the week, Buffalo Bills. Yeah. The Bills go into the season a Super Bowl contender. They started off the year hot. Like, they lost the first game to the Jets, and then they won, what, their next four, I think it was? And now the Bills have dropped a 5-4. and four. Technically, they're currently on the outside of the playoff picture looking in. And we could do that, Alex. We're more than halfway through the season. The Bills, they started the year, let's see, they were 3-1. and one. They were 4-2, and two, and now they lost the Patriots, and they lost the Bengals two of the last three weeks. So they've lost two of their last three and three of their last five. The Bills, another, like, you want to, like, the Dolphins are a fraud because they're losing to the good teams. The Bills have lost, see, that's the part that bothers me. Dolphins are a fraud because they lose to the good teams. Well, what are you if you lose to the good teams and also lose the bad teams? I mean, the Bills, they lost the Bengals. That's a good team. They lost the Jaguars. I, like, I guess they're a good team. They're 6-2, and two, right? And they lost the Jets. That's a bad team. And they lost the Patriots. That's a bad team. So the Dolphins have three losses. All good teams. They're frauds because they lose to the good teams they play. What happens when you lose to the good teams and you lose to the bad teams? That makes you the Buffalo Bills. But apparently it does not make you a fraud. Okay, Got it. I understand the logic now. I mean, how stupid is that? So, biggest winner of the week, Minnesota Vikings. Biggest loser of the week, Buffalo Bills. You know how you can avoid from being a loser? You make sure you go to North Fort Lauderdale Subaru when you're looking for a new car. That's right. If you're thinking about getting a new car, I send you to the only car dealership I personally endorse, North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, where they promise to provide their customers an exceptional experience at their brand new state-of-the-art facility on North Andrews Avenue. It's that beautiful building. You can see it from I-95 at the Cypress Creek Road exit. Whether you want to enjoy relaxed indoor car shopping or have your vehicle serviced, you can expect to be treated like royalty at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. They also, you know, they service all makes and models too, not just Subaru. And with prices less than most of the small shops, you can service with confidence at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. And right now at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, you can make zero down payment, make zero payments for three months, and make zero security deposit. Or lease the 2024 Subaru Outback Premium for just $321 a month for 36 months with $59.95 due at signing with approved credit. Go to nflsubaru.com. That's nflsubaru.com for details. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, the location you know, with an experience you'll love. You know what else you guys are going to love? When you save money on your insurance. I've been getting my, my homeowner's insurance from Brunt Insurance for 10 years now. So I go to sleep at night with that peace of mind knowing that I'm being taken care of. And at Brunt Insurance, 954-589-2204, bruntinsurance.com, Greg Brunt and his team, 
fully licensed. They specialize in finding the right policy. They will educate you on all of your options. They're going to make sure you know the ins and outs of your policy of choice. When it comes to your homeowner's insurance, renters, condo insurance, there are so many options, but don't worry. They specialize in making the confusing, crystal clear, fully licensed team helps you every step of the way. 954-589-2204 from Pensacola all the way down to the Keys, wherever you're calling from in the state of Florida. Brunt Insurance has offices all throughout the state, so they know whatever area you're calling from. 954-589-2204. What you're paying right now, what if I told you you can get the best coverage and pay less? 954-589-2204. Bruntinsurance.com. And, guys... You know how I was enjoying the Heat game last night when I got home. End of the Panther game, the Heat game, I walked right into right into that mini fridge I have on my porch in the Zaslow Mansion patio out back by the pool. I pulled out a nice cold Johnny Cuba. Johnny Cuba, official beer of Zaslow Show 2.0. You know that's how we relax and enjoy the games here in the Zaslow Mansion with a refreshing German lager in a can. You know what I'm talking about. Pick up a six-pack right now, your local Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Take a picture of your first pour. You're like, Zazlo, I didn't know that Johnny Cuba was so delicious. I mean, that's on you. I've been telling you about Johnny Cuba for a while, but then you send me a picture. I post it on my Instagram stories. You become famous because I'm an influencer. My man Juan, he loves when I do that. Johnny Cuba, European roots with that Caribbean soul. That's how we like our beer here. Remember, always drink responsibly, and don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal, we start things out with the finish of last night's Monday Night Football. And good on Troy Aikman not holding back on how inept the New York Jets offense is. Fourth down. Well, I'll tell you where they have to start, and that is these pre-snap penalties. I mean, you can talk about the offensive line, the injuries that they've had. We get it. And Rodgers isn't your quarterback. We get it. And what's happened opposite of Garrett Wilson but if you can't even get lined up without getting a penalty, then you've got no chance. You'll never have a chance. So I, I, I said it earlier, the focus is always Zach Wilson. The offensive line, yes, because of the injuries. But every, anyone who has anything to do with this offense, coaches included, they've got to look at themselves in the mirror because everybody has to be better than what we've watched tonight. On a fourth and three, a conversion on a catch by Michael Carter. Now, you can only imagine what Robert Sala, what he's thinking, and he's the guy who oversees it all, so he's got to hold everybody accountable. But I, I've been in locker rooms, not many of them, when the offense is struggling and how demoralizing that can be for defense. And for as good as this group is, for them not to get a chance to do some really special things with this team because an offense can't score a touchdown, pretty mad. It's actually not a big deal. Like, it's so easy for everybody to see. I mean, good on Troy Aikman for not holding back. This Jets team sucks. I can't wait for the Dolphins to kick their ass. All right, big deal or not a big deal? Greg Council yesterday, in a stunning move, has become the new manager of the Chicago Cubs. I didn't know that David Ross wasn't doing a good job. I guess they feel that Craig Council is that much better. I feel like David Ross and Craig Council are friends. That's a weird situation where the Cubs went looking for a new manager while they currently have a manager. So Craig Council becoming the new Cubs manager, highest paid manager in baseball, two at eight million a year, that's a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. After the game last night, 
Here's LeBron James. What a surprise. Complaining about the officiating. Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, the, the explanations of what they're telling me are not consistent with what's actually happening on the floor. Um, you know, when I went for the dunk attempt against Thomas Bryant, he clearly held, like, arm straight across my face. And I asked him the explanation. They said, well, one of the refs said he was straight up, hands straight in the air. Two of the other refs said they was blocked. They didn't see it. Uh, one of my transition plays, um, I was going to transition, got fouled. Nobody saw it. Um, I, I just, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what to, I'm going over respectfully and telling them what's going on in the play. And, um, and I consistently go to the line three or four times a game, sometimes not even at all, you know, which is weird. All right, so there's a few things here. Number one, LeBron complaining about the officiating. He's the all-time leading scorer in the history of the NBA. I feel like he probably gets calls. Pro- like, like, I don't know for sure, but nobody has ever scored more points in the history of the league than LeBron James. I feel like he gets calls. Number two, talking about how he doesn't get to the free throw line. So far this year through seven games, getting at the free throw line just about six times a game. All right, that's a little bit low for him. But to talk about how sometimes you never get to the free throw line, there literally has not been a single game this year that he has not gotten to the free throw line. He's gotten the line every time. I mean, just... And and remember, last year, there was a point where he was complaining about the officiating, how they don't get to the line. He doesn't understand that no team got to the line more than last year's. Los Angeles Lakers. So I'm sorry. This is not a big deal. I can't take LeBron seriously. And finally, big deal or not a big deal, how about this? The Hard Rock app for sports betting is live in Florida. I think that means a sports book is going to open real soon at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino here in Hollywood. And the app is live. So now you don't have to go to those offshore betting sites. We could do it legally on the Hard Rock app. That's right. How about that, Florida? Give it up for yourselves, Florida. Get in on the action. That's a big deal. And that right there is another edition A Big Deal or Not a Big Deal. Yes, I'm very excited about that. Thanks, everybody, who helped put together a great show today. Obviously, thanks, everybody, for listening. Today's show brought to you in part by Bet Online. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. You know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing.